today on First Cup. Uh, it's cold, so I'm going to probably complain about that a few times. Uh, finally, we're going to crack open the Karate Cat calendar and check out the January picture. Well, we're going to talk about the release. We're just going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Stick around. Enjoy. We go in like five seconds. I talked too long. It was way too long of an opener. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Tuesday. It is January 4th, 2022. Weird. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning to all of you, whether you're watching live later or listening. I appreciate you for joining me here on First Cup. Oh, my back's feeling a lot better. Not great, but better. Went to the gym last night and just did a whole bunch of movement. You know, I think we get bogged down in this idea that whatever we're doing has to be like full tilt or high end. And you know what? Walking around, doing some gentle technique, lifting really light weights. These are all good things for the body. Are they going to build muscle? No. But I think 50% of the tension in, in my back is gone. So I'm feeling better. One of my favorite moves, you know, one of the moves that I'm doing a lot at the gym, because this is a conventional gym. You know, I do most of my, my martial arts training in non-martial arts places, like my home or in this weightlifting gym. But I've got this elbow rotation thing that I think people just think I'm kind of dancing. Like This elbow comes up, I turn, the other one pulls back. So, Good morning to Dennis. Good morning to Daniel. It is, uh, it's three below zero, by the way. When I went to bed, it was nine. I knew it was going to be cold. I cranked the fire before I went to bed. I had a fire going almost all day, and I struggled to get the temperature up. It was so cold. Oh, woke up and went, ooh, I don't want to get out of bed. Lately, I've been keeping my robe on the bed so I can go right from bed to robe because it's cold, and that works really well. This is not my robe. This is a cloak. This is the one-of-one one whistle kit cloak that I made as an experiment. This so the dragon hoodie that we did for 2021, this was the big item that we did for 2020. No one else bought it. Okay. I got the only one. I got a bunch of things that I have the only one. <laughs> Dennis, we knew what you meant. Dennis in the chat, not quite typing right. It's also early. We could chalk it up to that. So yesterday's release of the Dan Millman episode one of the best days we've had numbers wise in a very long time, which makes me really happy. Uh, I was pleased to see that a number of people who really don't engage with martial arts. When I, when I mentioned on my personal Facebook page, Hey, got to talk to Dan Millman. And I, I, I wrote a, a, a thoughtful post about it. You know, this, this was a big deal for me. I think you all know that a number of people chimed in. They're like, that book changed my life. That book changed my life. That book changed my life. Good morning, Andy. And even bumped into someone yesterday who it wasn't it wasn't what they said. It was the way they said it. Really credited Way of the Peaceful Warrior, the book Way of the Peaceful Warrior, with 
helping them transition in their life, like from, you know, being really lost to getting back on track. And I know that there are so many of those stories that it, it led me to a thought, and I'm not quite sure if this is true, but I suspect it's close if it's not. If you think about it in terms of numbers, the book Way of the Peaceful Warrior has probably had a massive impact on more people than any book that's not religious in nature. There are lots of good books. There are lots of good business books. But if you think, think about books that people read and they're like, okay, my life is different now. That's got to be up there. Good morning, Brian. <laughs> Kelly's asking me to stand up and spin. I don't, the, the leg room here is rather tight. Uh, let's see. I don't know how much to the back you guys can see or if you can even hear me while I turned. There we go. And Daniel says Highlander whistle kit gear. There can only be one. Yeah, I've got, I've got shoes. There's a necklace we commissioned. Although the necklace, you, I mean, I took it down, but if somebody really wanted to get one, we could do it. These were things that were out of sequence. They were, they were premium items before we had people really tightly enough in on the brand that they were willing to spend a premium. But as we can see from All In Weekend and the hoodies, we're there and it is game changing. <sighs> Dennis says the additional versions of the 2021 Dragon Hoodie are fire. I'm glad you like them. Uh, mine shipped yesterday. So as soon as that comes in, I'll wear it on the show. You guys can see the one that I got. Because I added four more. And I'm not going to have five. Because you know what? Somebody still has to pay for these things. Even though they, they're from the company. Somebody still has to pay for them. Uh, and we sold another one yesterday. And we sold two more admissions to uh, All In Weekend. All In Weekend is going fast. Daniel spent 11 days off work, mainly eating cheese. What's the cheese situation like in the UK? I don't know. I know what Central and South American cheese is like. What is UK cheese like? I suspect it's a lot of hard cheese. Probably doesn't taste very Computer is struggling. Why are you on Wi-Fi? Don't be on Wi-Fi. It's plugged in. I'm the symbol that means it doesn't have a good connection for some bizarre reason. Uh, I think I think this computer. I think I think I need another computer. I do. I don't want to spend the money. I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll put that on my list for today. USB device not recognized. Oh, 
lovely. It just it just dropped the network cable. Well, let's try it again. Daniel says, we make really good cheese. USA cheese is laughed at. My friend, you know nothing of where I live then. We, Vermont, Vermont is the home to many, many amazing things, including some of the best cheese, probably overall the best cheese on the planet. We, we've got cheese. But Stacy's got his back, Daniel. You do have some good cheeses. Love them when I visited. Oh, okay. We really do one of the few things we make really well. But Dennis, Dennis is supporting me, Vermont Cheddar. Yeah. Yeah. We have a cheese uh, that's available at Costco, which for those of you who may be outside the U.S., I don't know if you, how much you know about Costco, but it's a it's like a big price club sort of store really good stuff and consistent availability. And there is a, a variety of cheese there that our big cheddar or our big dairy cheese producer here in Vermont, Cabot, makes, and I think it's exclusively for them. It's called Mad River Reserve and it's half cheddar, half Parmesan. And it is literally perfect. You can put it on anything, anything. You could make pizza out of it. You can put it on Italian food. You can put it on a sandwich. It, it's phenomenal. Jenny says, I'm dairy free. You guys are killing me right now. Well, I'm sorry about that. My apologies. Cheddar is a place in the UK. Well, um, that's, that's funny. Oh, I want is that what cheddar cheese is named for? All right. So here's this calendar that my friend Ben gave me. And I peeled back the plastic this morning and said, figured, you know what? Let's piece uh, cardboard. Let's take a look at the January picture of the Karate Cat calendar. Oh, by the way, I have not watched Cobra Kai yet. Uh, just finished Only Murders in the Building. And once I'm done with Hulu, once my current Hulu plan is over, I'll, I'll jump over. But I've had to dodge a lot of stuff on social media. I start to read through. It's like, nope, this feels like a spoiler. All right, so this was the remainder of 2021. It is a cat in a headband sort of grappling with a chihuahua and the caption is no matter who is stronger not not matter who is stronger matter who is smarter oh so we've got bad english with this nice okay uh two cats uh the implication is that they are play fighting and the caption says no banzai banzai which from Karate Kid 2? Or is that one? Doesn't Miyagi say that? Is this whole thing going to be... Yeah. Yeah, Miyagi says that at some point. Okay. Oh. 
Ooh, I'm warming up. Yay. Okay, so there's the calendar. We'll do that once a month. Why not? Fun. Dennis says cats rule. I know you're a cat guy, my friend. Uh, what's going on today? So today's an interesting day. It's a Tuesday, which I don't know why I just told you that. It's a Tuesday where I'm not recording. And I don't have any appointments until the end of the day. I'm going to see a PT. I ended up meeting a PT at a free thing at the gym about knees. Now, those of you who don't know me really well may not know that I have like very long-standing knee issues. Um, at 22, the doctor said, you know, double knee replacement. I said, go away. It's when I discovered being barefoot and all the, the benefits of that. That's why I'm so passionate about it because, you know, 20 years later, I still haven't had knee surgery and I can do more now at 42 than I could at 22. But my knees have always clicked and popped and um, hyperextended one of them on the trail on Sunday. You know, just my knees aren't great. And this person actually seems like she understands knees. Most people that I've worked with that are in physical therapy don't actually understand the biology. They're just like, okay, this hurts, do this exercise. It's, it's very simplistic. But she seemed to get it, offered a discount. I said, all right, let's see what you can do with my knees. And maybe if this is the right person. Because let's face it, as martial artists, we've always got something going on. If you're training hard, you've always got something going on. Finding a good physical therapist or massage therapist, because once in a while you get a great massage therapist who actually knows the body. Very valuable. <laughs> Everybody's agreeing. Daniel says, less long-standing if you've got knee issues. I've got really dodgy knees, too. And, and now, Dennis is, now Dennis is headed headed to the UK to, to check out the cheese and cheddar. Um, so, Daniel, the, the interesting thing about most people's knee problems is that they ultimately cascade from feet that aren't strong enough, that the force of walking and the change in variation from how we should be walking to what shoes make us do, the knees take up a huge amount of that. And depending on your balance and, and everything, it may go up to your hips and it can go up to your back and everything else. And that's the root of it. The root of it is we make shoes that we arrogantly think are better for our body than our feet. If we made shoes that were more like feet, we wouldn't have this issue. But I didn't know that until it was too late. That coupled with martial arts and everything else, it's not great. But I can run a 5K. I used to not be able to walk downstairs. So I'll call that a win. Good morning, Eric. <sighs> Daniel, that, that does have an impact. 
Oh, and I'm not alone. Jenny says, Matt was told to get a double knee replacement too in his early 20s. Well, uh, what'd you guys give me to talk about? Let's check it out. So that's my day. I'm going to do projects, probably run a fire all day and sit in front of it and stay warm and then go to a PT. And I'll probably go to the range tonight. Who needs to walk downstairs? Jenny says, there are other ways to get down the stairs. Yes, going down backwards. That's what I was doing at the time. Uh, all right. So uh, let's start. Frank's got some stuff for us. On this day in 1935, boxer Floyd Patterson was performing. It's easy to do anything in victory. It's in defeat that a man reveals himself. I find it fascinating that over the last, let's say 10 years, the biggest shift in our culture, I don't mean martial arts culture, I mean, let's call it Western culture, has been to make excuses for adults adopting the behavior that we work very hard to remove from children. Being a sore loser, being rude, etc. Not only do we permit it, we encourage it, we justify it. At times we praise it. It says a lot about people. And I don't like what it says. It's in defeat that a man reveals himself. If someone's a sore loser, they're not just a sore loser. They're a sore person. Who you are is how you show up all the time. You just don't always see it. conversation in the chat about knee surgery. So I'm going to, I'm going to spare, spare you that. I've been knocked down more than any heavyweight champion in history. I don't know if that's a thing to brag about, but if it's true, then there you go. If you get knocked down, you get back up. Sometimes you get knocked down a lot. So you get back up a lot. What's there? There's a quote. This reminds me of No, I can't find it in my brain, but it, it's something like the most likely path to success is to try just one more time. Something like that. I've been having some conversations lately with a number of people, a number of people in and out of the space about martial arts radio, about podcasting in general and people are pointing to episodes like yesterday's they're pointing to Dan Millman and they're saying, you know, like, wow, this is amazing. You're so great. And, and, and really being complimentary and encouraging. And, and, and I really appreciate that. 
And sometimes those conversations have a slight shift where they're trying to find out why we've been successful, or maybe they're even asking a question, or in the case of some others, because I talk to people who, who do podcasts in all genres, you know, they, they come to me and, and look for, for advice. I consult with people. I've helped people launch shows. And they seem to miss the part where we've been doing this for almost seven years. They miss the part where we've been consistent. We've missed one episode in seven years. One. And the only reason we missed it is because four episodes that I thought were recorded were not because Skype is stupid. That's why we don't use Skype anymore. One hundred percent of the success that we have, as a result of Whistlekick of Martial Arts Radio, etc., is by being diligent and just continually showing up. I was not a great interviewer. I'm still not a great interviewer. I, I, I've developed a style that a lot of people like. Great. I'm going to keep working to get better. But it's just putting in the time. Six hundred and. What are we at now? 672? 672 episodes? I've been there for all of them. That's putting in some time. You put in the time, you put in the reps, you keep showing up, you're open to feedback, you'll get better. It doesn't matter what it is. There are no, there are no shortcuts. People want shortcuts. Daniel says, I remember how apologetic you were when that missed episode happened. I was on vacation. It was the last time I, well, I, I guess I can count the time in September. I took a long weekend and, and recalling that a vacation. But prior to that, it was three and a half years coming up on four years since I took that time off. And I was on vacation. I was in Florida. And I didn't know about it until the day before. Julia sent me a message. He's like, hey, did you know this? And all the others? I was like, uh, no. No, I did not. And it was really painful. No episode. It still bothers me. It bothers me because I set incredibly high standards for myself. But I can't change it. So I just move on. And Stacy's confirming, yes, 672 episodes. Next. I've learned so much, so very much about myself in defeat. I've learned very little to nothing in victory. I think Floyd Patterson and I would get along. I don't know if he's still around. But... Something I've observed, and this is something that I really find frustrating about the way society tends to run now. We learn by making mistakes. How does a baby learn how to stand up? By falling over a lot. How does a baby learn how to walk? By falling over a lot. How does a kid learn everything? By hurting themselves, being told no, etc. We learn from making mistakes. If you, let's say you, let's say you're sparring 
and you're relatively new and you know, you're really excited and you throw some techniques and they happen to land. Wow. Does that mean you use the right techniques at the right time or were you lucky or was the person you were sparring maybe not very good or just trying to be nice versus the way most of us go, you start sparring and you spar with somebody with any amount of skill and you can't get anything in on them. And you're like, oh, I'm terrible. But eventually you learn what not to do. Oh, I should not do this and then this. I should do this and then that. And then you get a technique in once and you're like, okay. And you try it again and it works again. And maybe it doesn't work a third time, but you start to narrow up what works. And I believe that whether we want to call it the meaning or the secret, but I think that is the path of life is figuring out what not to do. What don't I want to do? What don't I like to do? What should I not do? And what you are ultimately left with, if you think of it as 360 degrees, a narrowing of things you can, should, want to do. And those are the things ultimately you put the most time into. I wish we rewarded mistakes and errors more because that's where the lessons are. That's where the benefit is. If somebody does something well once, they don't learn from it. Not the same way as if they completely screw up. Take a look at the number of successful business owners who've had bankruptcies. They learned. They went, ooh, this is not the way to do it. Okay, let's wipe the slate. Let's start over. In fact, there are investors in the, the venture capital community who I've read about, I've not met them, who will not invest in someone unless they've had a business failure. Yeah. I like that notion. Dan, talking about sparring not working, Daniel says, why does David keep kicking me in the head? Oh, I get it now. And follows up with, yes, I spar with David a lot. Yes, he kicks me in the head a lot. I like it. All right. And then Josh gives us something. Quote, I happen to think of today from the 1949 novel, The Sheltering Sky by Paul Bowles and on Brandon Lee's tombstone. Because we don't know when we will die we get to think of life as an inexhaustible well. Yet everything happens a certain number of times and a very small number, really. How many more times will you remember a certain afternoon of your childhood? An afternoon that's so deeply a part of your being that you can't even conceive of your life without it. Perhaps four or five times more? Perhaps not even that. How many times will you watch the full moon rise? Perhaps 20? And yet it all seems limitless. It's mm. a lot there. That's strong. <sighs> I have this theory, and obviously we're never going to 
get to here, at least I hope we don't. If we all knew when we were going to die, we would live very differently. If I, if, if you knew at age 27, you were going to die at 84, even though that, that, even though that's close to 60 years later, there's now a, there's now a time, there's a finite amount of time. You're going to plan out your life. You're going to be exhausted living. You're going to embrace everything. At least I think most people would. And I kind of wish we had that. Because we don't know when we're going to die, we act as if we're not going to. We act as if it's forever. Oh, there's more time. And there is more time. If you're alive, if you're breathing, if, as someone I really respect says, if you can still fog a mirror, you have time. But sometimes we undervalue that time. Jeremy, how do you get so much done? I have a lot to do. Jeremy, why are you so... Um, invested in this mission? Why shouldn't I be? We've been getting some recognition lately, which is great. And 2022 is going to be a big year. I've said, I'll keep saying, we are going to be profitable this year. I am making that happen. I will not accept anything less. I'm just trying to change the world. I'm just trying to leave a mark that I, I hope people will look back on and say, the world was a little bit better because he did that. And now it's because we are doing that. That's why. I don't know how much time I have left. I hope it's enough. There's nothing I can do about it if I don't, right? I could get hit by a truck today. I try not to get hit by trucks. Kelly says, my dad always said, live each day as if it was your last, but set goals as if you were going to live forever. And Stacey says, trying to change the world one kick at a time. There you go. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. I hope you leave me questions and comments and stuff for tomorrow. If you haven't checked out yesterday's episode with Dan Millman, go listen to it. It's great. If you want to support us in all the things that we're doing, you got a few things. You know, those dragon hoodies I talked about, you can get 15% off. Where is it? Use the code FIRSTCUP15 at whistlekick.com. Good for everything but all-in weekend, which I think we're down to 13, 14 slots. It's going fast. Uh, we've also got the Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick. And if you want the whole list, whistlekick.com slash family. I'm going to encourage you to get into a habit of going there once a week and checking out everything that's there. Because we're adding stuff and taking stuff away once a week, giving you reasons to go back there. So. We do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And if you want to leave questions and comments, the Facebook 
group, facebook.com slash first cup of Jeremy. But if you don't do Facebook, you could always email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com. Take care, everyone. Be well. Thanks for joining me. And I will see you back here tomorrow. Peace.